Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik, Debbie Lazaga, and Adam Roberts producing the show this afternoon. We're continuing to wait for the procession to step off from the medical examiner's office in downtown near 9th and Highland. It will carry the body of Peter Jerving to a funeral home, the Krause Funeral Home in Brookfield, at like 210th roughly and Capitol Drive. So we will bring that to you. Debbie will make sure you get there as well. A live look now. You can see a silver hearse is pulled up to the medical examiner's office. The honor guard I saw is in place. Uh, Several employees, officers, first responders from um, other disciplines have assembled at the medical examiner's office. We've seen police cars beginning to line up from different jurisdictions as the sun begins to get ready to set here shortly. And we will follow this procession. Now we're looking at a closer picture, and you can actually see, I see Chief Norman there. I see other officers, members of his command staff, walking towards that hearse. It is in a pull-up dock as we wait for the procession for Officer Peter Jerving to get underway here in Milwaukee. The guy that shot him, Terrell Thompson in Milwaukee, was in court the day of the shooting. He was there on misdemeanor charges of hit and run. Two of them, one of them was wiped away in exchange for a plea bargain. Each charge carried a maximum penalty of six months in jail. Milwaukee County Judge Christopher D. sentenced Thompson instead to four months in the House of Correction, but stayed it. Means, hey, it's postponed. If you follow your probation, which I'm about to give you, then you don't have to do any jail time. So no jail time meant that the 19-year-old was out on the street. And a couple of hours later, police say he committed an armed robbery. And when an officer tried to take him into custody for that, a couple of officers, a shootout occurred. Witnesses I'm reading now say one witness said she heard 20 shots. Officer Jerving was killed. So was the 19-year-old Thompson. In the first case, hit-and-run case, a man called Brown Deer Police in January 21 after his car was hit by a Mercury that ran a red light on Sherman Boulevard. The man said he saw a man run away from the crash with a black backpack. While talking with the officer, a woman approached and said she was Thompson's mother, and he had fled the scene because he was afraid of a man chasing him and wanted to go to the hospital. In the second incident, six months later, another hit-and-run. Once again, a woman. This time the police show up and they find Terrell Thompson. They arrested him, and that's what led to these two different cases going before the courts. Looking at the live picture now, more officers have assembled on what's really a pleasant afternoon for this time of year. It is 39 degrees, and we are looking at live pictures as a procession will step off any moment here. Um, do you have the procession route? So we the procession just, route has been yeah, announced? Yeah, we, we have the procession route. What do we route. got, Doug? Um, they're going to be heading west to 11th Street and then get on at 11th. So if anybody knows right around the Marquette campus, you know where the law library is, that big beautiful building, uh, That's there's an on-ramp right there, and that's how they're going to get onto the freeway. So and, state to 11th? Uh, basically, Yes. Probably, yes, but to 11th um, Street at any point. State to 11th, and then from 11th to get onto the freeway, and they'll take that to 41 North to Capitol Drive, and then they'll take to Capitol Drive over to the funeral home. Okay, so, so they're going to take 11th, did you say south to the interstate? Or yes. they're going to go up to Capitol, no, south to the 94? South to 94. That's 94 right there West. by Marquette's campus. Right, it's right by that law library. Through the Marquette Interchange. Uh, kind of just west of it, and then get on there, and then they're going to take that all the way to the zoo interchange, go north yep. on 41, yep. and take that up to Capitol and take that west to the funeral home. Now, I'm seeing other cameras where we've got a bunch of fire um, fire vehicles across the 76th Street overpass. Um, that's just one of the ones that I've seen so far. Um, yep. So there are definitely people prepping to uh, to give their condolences as, as the procession goes by. But that's, that's what's going to be affecting your ride uh, within the next few minutes. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a break because officers are beginning to assemble and get into place. When we come back, we will bring the procession to you live. Debbie will update your roads. We'll do all that just uh, right up next here. As we wait for the procession to step off from the medical examiner's office downtown, wanted to bring you our exclusive interview with former Milwaukee Police Chief Alfonso Morales about today's events. Chief, I know you're close to a lot of people in the Milwaukee Police Department, and the city is close to your heart. What was your reaction when you heard about 
today's deadly shooting in Milwaukee? I woke up this morning hearing about the incident, and uh, my heart dropped. I felt very bad, uh, and my sincere condolences to uh, the family of the officer and uh, the men and women of the Milwaukee Police Department. Uh, We went 20 years before we had uh, a few of them, and I was hoping that we could go another 20 years before Milwaukee would have another incident such as this. So it's very... uh, it's uh, not a good timing. They never are a good timing. And I can uh, only imagine now being outside of the city, how everybody is feeling. And I just wish I could be there with them. Chief, this was the fifth line of duty death since 2018. I spoke to you on this show and off the record many, many times in the aftermath of those deaths that were on your watch. How tough is it for officers to get back to work today I was driving in, I saw an officer parked next to me at the stoplight, and I just thought, oh, my gosh, what is this officer dealing with on a day like today? Correct. Uh, as big as the department may seem, uh, there's still the everybody knows everybody type feel, and it, it hits home. It's uh, uh, hard times because you go through so many emotions from anger to uh, sometimes feeling the sense of uh, uh, helpless or hopelessness and uh it's the time that you need to uh, really catch up and, and appreciate life around you, appreciate the people around you. I know that uh, the, the Milwaukee Police Department, and uh, to say that Milwaukee County, there's a great uh, chaplaincy program, support program for the officers. They're going to need it. Uh, the law enforcement uh, jurisdictions outside of Milwaukee, I know they're going to be helping the city of Milwaukee get through this. And, uh, again, the officers are going to need it. They come to work every day uh, not knowing what to expect. And that sounds like a broken record, but until you lived it, you realize that uh, when these things happen, uh, you never you, – you, they're surprising. You don't think it's going to be – it's going to be this day. You don't think it's going to happen, and they do. So it takes everybody by surprise no matter how prepared you are. For them. Chief Morales, I, it is comforting to know that there are chaplains and there are people within the police system for mental health to support officers in these situations, much less the camaraderie. But as a citizen, what can we do to support? Because I remember when Officer Mikowski was down and there was just a wonderful tribute outside the police station with a car and flowers, and all I could do was just kind of wave when I saw an officer. Like I, I just don't know how to lend support. Well, right. well, I can tell We're going to break away from this interview with Alfonso Morales, this taped uh, interview my time in, in uh, with the chief, to bring you live coverage from the medical examiner's office. The hearse for Peter Jerving has just been wheeled out by the honor guard, by the Paul Bear Patrol, and it has been put into a silver hearse. The back of silver hearse, dozens and dozens of police vehicles from many different jurisdictions have now showed up at the medical examiner's office in the blocks surrounding that. Officers in their dress uniforms now getting into position. Those in the honor guard that took part in carrying out the casket have now moved away from the casket, and they are moving down the sidewalk away from that silver hearse. It's a, quite a picture here. We've unfortunately seen this before. The family of Peter Jerving is now walking to the hearse. They are escorted by undercover officers of the Milwaukee Police Department, Young and old members, multiple generations of the Jerving family, arm-in-arm, crying, wool caps and light coats, walking toward the hearse. They're walking past a line of retired Milwaukee police officers, those that we can see that do not have the uniforms on. Many of them are retired officers that in moments like this show up for these unfortunate events. And they show up to pay their respects and to salute. They no longer wear the uniform, but they wear the feeling of the department on their heart. And they show up. The hearse has moved a couple of feet out of the loading dock now. The family is being greeted by members of the funeral team outside the hearse. The sun begins to set and the red and blue lights reflecting off the dock where family members clearly upset in tears, hugging each other standing next to the hearse, the hearse on their right, officers standing at full attention, some of them with tears in their eyes to their left. It's an interesting mix of officers who are in uniform and are younger and are clearly active police officers, 
with officers who are clearly retired standing side by side, paying respect to their fallen colleague. And it makes you wonder how many of these officers were there in 2018 and again in 2018 and in 2019 and again in 2019. And they're there today. Wider shots show now that there are many, many, many squads, SUVs, other vehicles, motorcycle patrol getting in place for this procession, which will go from the medical examiner's office to the funeral home on Capitol Drive in Brookfield. The lights have now been turned on in the hearse. The family is near the back of the hearse. As the lights flash and the tears flow at the medical examiner's office. A tough day. We have seen earlier some members of the police chief's command staff who were there on location. You know, most of us leave for work every morning and we know we're coming home. These men and women, these brave men and women that leave, live every single day, they leave for work. And I find myself at moments like this literally praying for people like Peter Jerving, but also for his family. I mean, his mom and dad earlier describing how proud they were of their son. Their son left to work the late shift at the Milwaukee Police Department and never came home. And that family now is standing by the hearse. One family member actually peering inside the back of the hearse, almost looking like he's in disbelief. Same family member that was visibly crying a couple of moments ago. It is sad and it is poignant and it's unbelievable. Very quiet, very solemn. It's almost hard to believe with all the vehicles with their engines running, with all the thousands of folks that are standing there, that you can hear the wind. The wind blowing on a mild February evening. The family now, which had walked towards the hearse, is beginning arm-in-arm, supporting each other to walk back away from the hearse, out of the loading dock, as funeral personnel now get into that hearse, presumably ready to move it. Powerful scene as the family, about 10 of them, walk through a line of officers, standing and saluting, offering the support they can. Family also escorted by members of the Milwaukee Police Department. So they will get in their own vehicles and they will fall into the procession here. The procession traditionally is led by a motorcycle honor guard. The family has walked by, the hearse is now on the move. It's a large silver hearse, American flags on the front. It is now driving out of the dock at the medical examiner's office. Full salute from the right, full salute from the left. Retired and active officers as the hearse now slowly makes its way onto the street. Saluting Peter Jerving, Milwaukee police officer killed near 14th in Cleveland. 37 years old, four years on the force. It was four years and one day ago that Matthew Rittner was killed in Milwaukee. Almost four years to the day. We often describe sounds, especially in our business, the sound of all the silence, the lack of real sound. So now the officers begin to disperse, and they have fallen out. They were standing at attention on both sides of the hearse. Now they begin to leave to get into their vehicles so they can take part in the procession. There are detectives, there are command staff, there's members of the SWAT team. The hearse now pulling out to, uh, I believe that might be State Street. The hearse is pulling onto the street. And now we'll begin the procession from the Milwaukee County Medical Examiner. That is Steve Shamraz as we tap into our feed from our partners at Channel 4. So the procession will now begin in earnest, and it will travel to Brookfield. 
Debbie's going to jump in here off and on and let us know how the roads are impacted. Deb, I guess before we really get rolling, you've been mentioning for the last hour or so that roads were already really, really busy. Yeah, yeah. Westbound 94 is pretty packed, riding the brakes pretty much all the way through the stadium. Um, A lot of that has to do, I think, with the low angle of the sun. However, now that the sun's kind of gone down a bit more, I'm just seeing just a lot of slow vehicles, slow-moving cars. Um, Can't quite tell if it's the rolling closure just yet though that's the problem with the way that our cameras are set up can't kind of can't see where those where those squads are but once everything starts rolling everybody's going to have to move over anyways once you see the the sirens and the the lights and everything that's what you naturally have to do is move over to the left and allow them to move by i'm sorry move over to the right allow them to move by on the left Hey, let's quickly get out to uh, Wyatt Barmar-Pooley, who's there at the medical examiner's office uh, right down the street there. Uh, Wyatt, can you sense that things are moving? Yep, they're beginning to block off uh, 9th Street as they pull out of the dock of the medical examiner's office. Squad cars are beginning to move down and into two lanes of cars. And you talked about it earlier, the silence that is that you talked about is still present, even with these cars with their engines on, so many lights, no sirens. You can still hear just the grief in the air. A number of people who are not police officers also gathered alongside to witness the beginning of the procession. It looks like they're closing off 11th Street now um, so that the they're able to get onto it from State Street onto 11th. So ordinarily, Deb, this time of day, I go home on 94, so I always start to look this time of day and pay really close attention to what you're saying this time of day as I you know, get out of here in about a half an hour. Right now it says on Google Maps this is a 27-minute drive from the medical examiner's office to the funeral home, and the interstate looks fairly clear, and of course it will be clear for the procession because everybody will have to get over to the side. Exactly. Right, right. Um, and for those that want to pay their respects and everything like that, I mean, I've been seeing there are over the 76th Street overpass, uh, uh, over the freeway, we have a line of fire vehicles, um, battalion squad, you know, the SUVs that they've got, they're all lined up along the side so that they can pay their respects as well. And I'm assuming that's probably going to happen on most of the overpasses. Wyatt, can you get a sense for how many vehicles are out in the area where you are? And do you see vehicles from different jurisdictions? Well, like you said, it is led by an honor guard of motorcycle police officers. I am seeing mostly Milwaukee Police Department as well as Milwaukee Fire. Earlier, I did see cars from the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office as well. And on uh, 9th Street, you can just see as far as the eye can see, there are blue and red lights. And now it is beginning to turn as we speak. Cars are beginning to move the procession is officially stepping off under the American flag held up by the Milwaukee Fire ladder truck. It is a powerful scene, that Milwaukee ladder truck with a big American flag. And the uh, family has just gotten into their vehicles in many areas. They're, they have made their way to the vehicle, so now the procession will really begin to be able to move. A solemn procession for fallen officer Peter Jerving, 37 years old making its way to the Krause Funeral Home. Jerving shot and killed in the line of duty a little bit after 1 o'clock this morning. I can see some some of the broad pictures. It looks like there are over 100 vehicles. When some of the shots from the news helicopter that's in the air uh, widens out, you can see there are a lot of vehicles. All right, the hearse is now on the move. The hearse will now turn the corner here, and it will actually pass under that large American flag. There are average citizens, there are people with their families standing on the corner, saluting, waving, wanting to pay their respects. As the sun begins to fall and the procession begins to roll, there are fire trucks in the the procession, there are ambulances, there are police squad cars, there are cruisers and command staff. They've now turned that corner, Deb, and they're heading where that American flag is. So they'll be getting to uh, where they can get on the interstate not too long here. Yeah, they're closing off those on-ramps there, the the 11th and Story Hill, as well as the St. Paul on-ramp. Do you see average people, Wyatt, where you are, people who are not law enforcement? Yes, I do. There's a number of people here gathered to watch the procession. Not too many, but definitely a few 
in coat. Uh, there's a mother with a young daughter here, and all gathered to watch the procession go by. It is quite a quite a thing to see, and I can also see police officers in the street now directing traffic in this area, which is right in the heart of downtown. Undercover vehicles, marked vehicles, all making their way toward the interstate eventually. John, these vehicles are taking up a full square block. The police vehicles, you can see the lights cascading off the buildings as they make their right turns, ultimately to get on the freeway. And now as we see a a larger panned-out view, some are approaching the freeway. Uh, The number of police vehicles is... Unlike anything I've seen, this looks is over a remarkable amount of vehicles, many packed with current police officers, as you mentioned, retired police officers, also a part of the group that was standing at attention as the hearse was being loaded. It's just a solid stream of red and blue lights and headlights and police departments from different communities. And you can see now the intersections are being controlled. So... Police officers and personnel will block the different intersections as they make their way towards the interstate. And, uh, Deb, I can see them crossing a bridge as they make their way to the interstate. And you can see traffic on 94. It looks like it's still moving. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, it is still moving. They haven't really closed anything else off, but they have officially started the, the procession is what I, what I am hearing right now. Uh, the scanner traffic and, uh, yeah, we got a lot of vehicles. Um, it's an impressive sight. It is a solemn procession, the procession for Officer Peter Jerving. You're listening to WTMJ's live coverage of the procession for the fallen officer who was killed early this morning. You begin to hear some sirens there in the background as they make their way toward Brookfield. One of the officers, and I can't remember which one it was, I think was also at the same Krause funeral home. Okay, I see them on 94 now at the 13th camera, mm-hmm. so there's a line of squads heading through there. So motorcycles lead the way, and they will make their way down 94. to. Did they announce, Deb, are they going to get off at Barker? They are going to get off at Capitol Drive. So they're going to go northbound on 41. Okay, now they're crossing 20th Street now. The freeway has completely emptied out in front of them. Mm completely emptied out so they've closed it down that's a control yeah i believe they probably rolled through and just completely blocked everything off so um yeah so they're going to be continuing on westbound 94 to the zoo interchange take 41 north to capitol drive and then they'll exit Mm. at capitol drive head west to the funeral home i don't remember in past processions seeing fire trucks and there are fire trucks in the procession this time we've always had the fire ladder trucks that have the flag at the beginning but there are definitely a couple fire trucks in the procession Mm mm-hmm Yep. This time. And I can see, yeah, they're at about, just about at 30th. So we're seeing pictures now from uh, from the chopper, and you can see people are on the interpass, overpass, or people on the overpasses that want to pay their respects. Looking down as the procession now makes their way west, west on the interstate as they get to the uh, the zoo interchange. And, John, just a few minutes ago, I, I said the vehicles were starting to get on the freeway, the police vehicles. There are still dozens that have yet to reach the freeway, if it gives you an idea just for you know, how large this procession really is. I don't think the hearse has reached the freeway yet. I don't think it has either. It'll be going west on Capitol Drive, as you mentioned, into Brookfield. Brookfield and Springdale Road is about where the Krause Funeral Home is located. Yep, just a little bit west of there. So if you're familiar with the grid, 216th is the rough street where the Krause Funeral Home is. You know, we're all familiar with 76th Street and 27th Street. Well, if you timed it all out, if you marked that all out, about 216th Street out there, uh, Brookfield, Pewaukee area. We're looking at live pictures now of people standing on the overpass on a rather mild February evening wanting to pay their respects. There are also fire trucks, ambulances, and first responder vehicles on those same overpasses with flashing lights looking down as the procession for Peter Jerving makes its way down 94. And the procession has made it to about 30th Street now. Is that the beginning is about 30th? Yeah, it's about at 30th Street right now. So I saw the last of the um, regular civilian cars going through, and they've let those go a bit forward so that they can have a clear ride in front of them. And this will be a very deliberate procession. They will not be in a rush. 
And the folks on the other side of the road are actually, um, there's squads going down the other direction to try and kind of clear out that left lane a bit. Yeah, it's always interesting, Deb. We're looking at a live picture from one of the DOT cams that if you're in that other lane of traffic, so if you're in the traffic that's heading east and you see this procession, that must be really powerful as you make your way toward the city and the procession's passing you the other direction. Right. Our view right now is I-94 at 25th Street as they slowly, slowly proceed westbound with the flashing lights. And as Greg mentioned, it's the beginning of a very long, steady stream of first responders to escort Officer Peter Jerving. They've closed off some of the on-ramps, like the 30th Street on-ramp. There are squads there blocking it so that nobody can get on there uh, just until the procession goes through. I want to go back to Wyatt quickly. Wyatt, are there still emergency vehicles where you are, or have they all passed? Uh, They're mostly all gone. The last to leave was that ladder truck, which had the uh, flag on it. Pretty much everyone that was here, and there were dozens of first responders, uh, both fire and police, and they have all made their way out from the medical examiner's office towards the route that you guys have been talking about. Uh, we're looking at a live picture, a very powerful picture. I don't know what overpass that is, but there are five fire trucks, a couple of ambulances, and a couple of squad cars. And standing on top of the fire truck, standing on top of those trucks, 15th Street, Adam, uh, there are firefighters in their full turnout gear standing on top of the fire trucks, saluting and looking down as the procession proceeds underneath them. So 15th Street. That must be near probably the tail end of the uh, the procession. The red and blue lights reflecting under the top of that overpass. It's looking firefighters like, stand above it. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, it's looking like the normal flow of traffic has started behind the procession already. So they're at 20th Street. I'm looking at it, and looks like it's uh, the standard cars. It's not like with the uh, with the mm. lights or everything. So they're making their way. And this will be quite powerful too when they get to the funeral home. They will take the casket out, and as we've discussed, someone will stay with. Officer Jerving, until he is laid to rest. They will have an honor guard that stays with him until he is laid to rest, and those details have not yet been made public when that will happen. Looks like eastbound cars have stopped to pay their respects. And I always wonder how many of those cars realize exactly what's going on. You would think most of them know by now what is going on. It's an impressive sight, so it's not like it's, you know... But it's pretty gripping. This is the same route that I'm guessing many of these officers took about four years ago. Some of them for sure. I think it might have been Rittner that was at the Krause Funeral Home, but I can't remember. Then another one was right on Hampton. Uh, I think Chucky Irvine, his funeral home was on Hampton, which meant this procession went all through the city on city streets with this many vehicles. Now those red and blue lights are piercing the February darkness as they move past 25th Street, uh, getting closer to exiting the city, the beginning of that procession. It's interesting because on that overpass, there are first responder vehicles all lit up, firefighters and EMTs standing on top of them, paying their respects, and there are still cars moving by on that overpass. It is open to traffic, but the first responders have kind of taken over that lane closest to the edge so they can pay their respects to the procession as it moves through. A quiet February night. Yeah, they are slowly but surely closing down all the on-ramps ahead of the procession itself. I'm hearing them talk about it. Are they still in the city, Deb? Have any of them, has the front procession yet reached that outer edge of the city, which would basically be Brookfield-Tosa? Not quite yet. Uh, From what I can see, um, it looks like they're about to hit Holly Road. Oh, yeah, I can see right now. You're right. I see an angle, too, and it looks like they just passed American Family Field. Mm Mm-hmm. You can see the signs for American Family Field. Uh, You can see the motorcycle police officers, about a dozen of them, two by two, with their red and blue lights, followed by the first of several Milwaukee Police Department SUVs, lights flashing, sirens silent, but lights flashing. A couple of SUVs, a sedan, a couple of more SUVs, some marked, some unmarked, leading the way for fallen officer Peter Jerving. Killed near 14th in Cleveland last night. 
You can see traffic, clearly traffic that is heading now eastbound as it encounters the beginning of that procession stopping. The hearse is now passed. Behind the hearse, there are a couple of SUVs, lights flashing, a fire truck, and a couple more SUVs. As the hearse now passes by, exit 308A is where the hearse is. I'm not sure what that is, Deb. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that is uh, the 68th Street. So that is where the hearse is, and there are vehicles still behind behind the hearse. Yeah, it's right by the stadium, John. That uh, view that we had showed Mitchell Boulevard going uh, up to the north. So they're right by the stadium, moving a little bit west, and it'll be quite a procession. And and the freeway belongs to the procession right now. These are the only vehicles that we've seen. Yes, heading west, you're right. And yeah. heading east, they're almost at a stop. They're uh, they're they're crawling. Is that volume, Deb, or is that that's, that they're paying their respects? I think that's it's a mix of both, but I think it's it's paying respects because everybody ahead of that, or if I, as I'm looking at the like for example, 35th Street, that's eased up. I mean, it's still a bit slow, but it is. Now back to what would be normal area, because there's no more procession going on the other side, and it has picked up. So I think they're slowing down to pay respects. And this is a spectacle that engages the entire city. We've heard about this since this morning. People have had heartfelt communication, whether in person or on social media, uh, with the press conferences. And this procession is going to continue westbound on I-94 to the zoo interchange, then head north on Capitol Drive then turn west on Capitol Drive to take Officer Jervis, excuse me, Officer Jerving to Krause Funeral Home on Capitol Drive in Brookfield. They're just about crossing 76th Street now where all the fire trucks and everything were lined up and Mm -hmm. folks watching the procession go by. That's an incredible sight, too, on that overpass. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm touched by the firefighters standing at attention with their apparatus as the procession passes underneath. It appears that that's an overpass at 76th Street in which there are more yep. officers and squad cars. And and regular citizens, and too. People, Look yes. at all the regular citizens stand on the, standing on the overpass. I saw some earlier with American flags standing on the overpass, just paying their respects. Yeah, the vehicles in the procession go well beyond the Milwaukee Police Department. That is certainly a significant component, but you've got Marquette Police Department involved, Brookfield's Police Department involved, and the Wisconsin State Patrol all helping Guy Jerving's body out to the Krause Funeral Home in Brookfield. Yeah, I think if it's like other processions, there are probably multiple, multiple jurisdictions. I remember last time there were 25-plus departments from southeast Wisconsin. Dark, so hard to make out exactly what jurisdictions uh, are involved in the procession. And the juxtaposition is, if you look at District 4, there's a squad parked out front, and people continue to put flowers on the windshield and pay their respects there where Jeffrey Norman addressed the city just less than an hour ago. And now you take that, where lights are on the vehicle parked under the flagpole right there on Silver Spring, white lights illuminating that vehicle, flashing red and blue lights illuminating the hearse that carries Peter Jerving to the funeral home in Brookfield. A lot of traffic going eastbound. Did they take people off the interstate moving westbound, Deb, or did they just kind of pick a spot and then not let anybody else get to the front of the line? Uh, I think that's pretty much that. I mean, they're trying to close off and hold off on uh, on folks getting onto the freeways. So it's just they have a little bit more control over the, the amount of volume that they have to wait to clear up as they go by. Because they give them a good, I would say, maybe about a half, an, half a mile away from uh, the beginning of the procession to give them a little bit of room. So I think as they roll along, that's what they're trying to do. This is a longer motorcade, but is this how they handle it when the president comes to town? I'm sorry, same, what was The that? same system? Is this how they handle it? Closing on ramps, rolling closures when the president comes to town? Or is yeah, it different? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that's that's how they've been pretty much handling this kind of thing. And if you think about it, it has it is kind of logical to give that little bit of extra space in front of the procession and let them roll through. So for on 84th Street, 
for example, I'm looking at the, that particular camera and they're rolling through at this point. Um, you know, they have all that extra space ahead of them as they're trying to get on to northbound on 41. So, um, and they're about to turn that onto the northbound side of that. Yeah, about 26 minutes yep. ago, the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office sent a tweet saying a full freeway and partial road closures are imminent as they work to guide Derving's body to the Brookfield Funeral Home, the Krause Funeral Home. They're asking for patients to be aware of this situation and respectful of the procession as it travels west on 94, ultimately to 4145. As the trail of blue and red flashing lights travel west towards Brookfield, there is heavy traffic moving east, especially as you get closer to the city. There, It is, it is sitting out there. Yeah, they're, they're slow. Uh, right now, they've, they've rolled onto northbound, so they're going past Blue Mound Road right now on 41 northbound. So they've made the turn mm-hmm. onto 41, and they will take that up to Capitol. Yep. So in normal traffic, when you, once you exit 94 going north, that's about a five-minute roll to get to Capitol Drive, and you exit Capitol Drive, and then they will head west through some very, very busy intersections also on Capitol Drive. That intersection at 124th and Capitol very busy, major intersection in suburban Milwaukee. Yeah, they just reached Watertown Plank Road, so that's going to continue on. They're going to be going right past the uh, Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office around mm-hmm. that area. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you think about it, um, it is a little bit, it, it's not as much of a, an inconvenience from what I can see right now. Um, folks ahead of it. Um, folks filling in behind the procession, uh, things are moving along actually relatively well. Uh, so at least we've got that, um, still a little bit tight, but that's just the general volume that's just kind of built up behind it. So it's starting to ease up a little bit. It's about what time it starts to ease up anyway. Mm -hmm. So we can see now the procession in general, making that turn onto 41 North, nothing but flashing red and blue lights on that ramp making that big sweeping turn to the right. Uh, They'll go past the zoo here coming up. Zoo will be on their left. Then they'll approach the uh, medical college, the research park, those facilities which will be on the right and the left as they make their way toward Capitol Drive. There's been a lot of construction in this area also. Uh, Burleigh, North Avenue, Capitol, which will not be an impact or an impedance to them tonight, but this is an area where there's been a lot, a lot of construction going on. The memory of Peter Jerving being carried through Milwaukee's interstate system, red and blue flashing lights, a very deliberate, paced-out procession with dozens and dozens of vehicles from different departments and jurisdictions making its way towards Capitol Drive, where they will take a, a left onto Capitol and continue to head west through Brookfield to the western part of Brookfield out towards the border with Pewaukee, which is where the Krause Funeral Home is. There are backups on the northbound bypass as folks are waiting for the zoo interchange to clear through, the procession to clear through, and then they'll reopen those ramps to get northbound. Has the a road at the end of the construction is 94 behind the uh, procession, excuse me, behind the procession opened, Deb? Uh, looks like it, yes. 94 has reopened. Um, I can see, yeah, from what I can see on 92nd Street, 84th Street, that whole area has reopened to normal traffic. So if it's like last time, they will obviously control the intersections once they get to Capitol. So they'll exit 41 North at Capitol. There's a little underpass there. They'll head under that underpass by the old Harley factory. There's a Harley factory right there as they close in on that major intersection of 124th and Capitol. And that's a very busy intersection. I live in that area, and we joke all the time about how that's the longest lighted intersection in Wisconsin. It is. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. But they won't have that problem. They will control the intersection, and they will roll through there as they continue west on Capitol Drive. As a matter of fact, squads are already at the Capitol interchange there, so um, they will have no problem getting through that area. Can see the flashing lights starting to approach Burleigh. There's a tower cam at uh, or a freeway cam at Burleigh right now. And the flashing lights are in the distance, but approaching Burleigh as they get a little closer to the Capitol Drive exit, John. And as we know, it's it's going to take several minutes before the entire procession works its way through. But we are seeing civilian vehicles now uh, traveling both directions on I-94 as the procession has made its way through the stadium interchange, out toward the zoo, and and ultimately traveling north here. 
and the silver hearse is about two-thirds of the way, maybe three-quarters of the way into the procession. So there is the, the motorcycle police officers, the honor guard escort, several vehicles, police vehicles with their lights on, and then about two-thirds of the way through, you see the uh, the silver hearse. And then after that, there's a fire truck and some other vehicles. That is how the procession basically lays out. And they will make their way to that funeral home. And then the uh, they will pull off, and the hearse will pull right up to the to the funeral home there, where they will carry the body of Officer Jerving into that funeral home. You can see right now at Capitol Drive, right near that Harley plant, they're starting to block off the intersections, Deb. I see yep. some police vehicles there. Yeah, the squad's pretty much it's um, eastbound Capitol Drive is essentially closed at the moment. They will not let anybody go through that interchange there. Um, it's you, you can, if you know where, which interchange it is, it's like almost like three levels or mm-hmm. two different levels. Um, that center level, that middle level, is the one that they're going to end up going through and then turning left to get on. And that, that motorcycle squad's going through already and making their left turn to get on to Capitol Drive westbound. Um, and as you can imagine, where I can't see where where the camera is, but I'm pretty sure westbound's closed as well so getting our first look at some of those motorcycle uh, vehicles one lone motorcycle police officer making his way onto capitol drive and the rest will follow here shortly as he also uh pulls off there the rest will begin to exit the interstate and they will head west on capitol when we begin to see the flashing lights of the pro- procession it's a show of light it's a show of power it's a show of respect and to see the miles and miles of red and blue lights that are still on the expressway as this procession continues, as they are just now exiting on Capitol to get towards the Krause Funeral Home. It is so impressive to see these aerial shots of just miles of these red and blue flashing lights. And then on the other side, headlights and headlights and headlights of people slowing down to also observe and pay respect. And the hearse has just made its way through, and it's on Capitol Drive now. As we get a look at that procession as it makes its way down Capitol Drive. Here, a good look at the hearse. Headlights on, American flags waving at the front of the hearse. Peter Jerving turning on to Capitol. He will now head west on Capitol, past the Harley-Davidson plant on the right, the shuttered Harley-Davidson plant, which is at the intersection of Capitol and the interstate. Fire truck there and a few more vehicles behind and then they will make their way past that busy intersection of 124th and Capitol all the way down. They will go past Calhoun, Brookfield Road, making their way west. As now the remainder of the vehicles come off following along in the procession. And John, as a testament to the, the whole community coming together for this, uh, they have lit the home bridge. Um, they've mm. lit it blue. Um, in in memory of of the officer, the fallen officer, so it's it's pretty much touched every corner of the city. And the camera shot that we have, right at the end of the exit ramp at Capitol, uh, is just impressive. There's one officer standing in salute as all of these cars stream onto Capitol Drive. A dry evening and a mild evening, 41 degrees in Milwaukee for February. Very mild, almost 10 degrees warmer than average for this time of year. A mild evening, a canine unit rolls through, lights flashing, several SUVs. Brown Deer Police Department, Menominee Falls Police Department, Milwaukee Police Department, Brookfield Police Department we saw earlier, marked and unmarked vehicles making that turn onto Capitol, and the line goes on and on. The respect for this officer who gave his life last night, early this morning. So it will be a couple of miles now more. It's about, uh, if they're headed down Capitol Drive, I think when they make the turn off of 41, it's maybe three and a half miles, it looks like, to the Krause Funeral Home. From that intersection at 41. And you get into Brookfield pretty quick at the intersection of Capitol and 124th. And then to your point, John, the Krause Funeral Home is down near the corner of Springdale and Capitol. So beyond Barker, near Springdale, uh, close to the border with Pewaukee. 
So they'll go past Mitchell Park. As they get close to Pewaukee, the Krause Funeral Home is on the north side or the right side of the road. Relatively new facility actually out there. And this is remarkable that the hearse passed by minutes ago and the procession of cars, vehicles, lights flashing, exiting off the freeway continues. Just rolling by with one officer standing at attention, saluting every vehicle that comes by. And the aerial shots are, are remarkable. It's powerful. It's just such a powerful scene. I mean, it's it's all too familiar, unfortunately, and that's what pisses me off more than anything. But this is powerful. It's an incredible show of support from family, from officers, retired officers, the general public, right? People who never met Peter Jerving. The last vehicle has now left the highway. So the last vehicle is on to Capitol, so they will release the traffic uh, on Capitol near that intersection of 41 and the Capitol, and the Capitol Drive, excuse me. Yep, the freeway has uh, reopened, and uh, traffic is slowly but surely getting back to normal. The last vehicle that was holding the intersection now just drove itself, heading west on Capitol Drive. I have to believe that uh, the beginning of the procession on Capitol must be getting close to the funeral home. A massive, long procession, which is more than vehicles. It's a show of respect for the fallen officer. And as we learned in the press release, this fallen officer, Peter Jerving, who wanted to be police officer from the age of 13. And this was his calling. This was this is really what he wanted to do. And it uh, was even in his family statement that in his last breath, he was doing what he was called to do by being a police officer. All right, let's reset the stage for you. You are listening to continuing coverage, the procession for Officer Peter Jerving on WTMJ. We are going to stay with this until the procession reaches the funeral home, which is in Brookfield. It's the Krause Funeral Home. The 37-year-old gunned down this morning, 115. An armed robbery took place in his district on the north side. Suspect fled to the south side. Peter Jerving and others from the 4th District on that north side went when there were reports that the suspect was down near Oklahoma Avenue. Went down there, located the suspect. His partner... Peter Jerving's partner got in a scuffle with the suspect. Jerving was running towards his partner when shots rang out. Jerving was shot and killed. The suspect also died at the scene. He was taken to the medical examiner's office earlier today. Autopsy was done. And now a procession is underway from the medical examiner's office to the funeral home in Brookfield, where he will lie until the funeral takes place with an honor guard there 24-7. One of the only police vehicles not involved in the procession is Jervings, which remains at a downtown station decorated with stuffed animals, balloons, flowers, a moving tribute to a vehicle that remains in downtown Milwaukee. At that District District 4, right on Silver Spring there. Mm -hmm. As we now get more into a residential sort of area, the front of the procession with the motorcycle police officers, There are people standing, waving American flags. Uh, They just crossed past Calhoun, Capitol and Calhoun. Uh, There's a pick and save. St. Dominic's Church is out that way, if you're familiar with that area, as they make their way west towards the funeral home, which is on the north side of the road. The motorcycle police, the squads and cruisers, the hearse, and his family. Police officers are standing by at the Krause Funeral Home to welcome the hearse, to welcome Peter Jerving, four-year veteran of the Milwaukee Police Department. The hearse continues to make its way west. Deb, it looks like maybe there's a mile or so to go. I'm just eyeballing this from the map before they arrive at the Krause Funeral Home, maybe a mile and a half. Quite a sight. Quite a sight in Brookfield. A sight we never wanted to see again after 2018 and 2019. But it's, it is powerful. It's somber and it's sobering. A reminder of the sacrifice and the potential sacrifice every single person in every one of these lit vehicles could encounter on any given day when they report to work. 
What's impressive about this is you see all these vehicles, all these people showing up to pay respect, and you know that every one of these departments, including Milwaukee, has people working still. There are people in Milwaukee on the beat tonight making sure that we stay safe, and yet there are still this many vehicles rolling down the road to pay respect to Officer Jerving. And as this procession is such a impressive showing of support for the brothers and sisters in blue, as they call themselves, uh, one has to hope that every single person in each of these cars understands that all of these people have their back, too. It's almost mesmerizing. You look at the blue and red flashing lights and the beauty and power of the lights reflecting the beauty and power of the men and women that are driving these vehicles and walking the beat every single day. 24-7, 365 officers in cities like Milwaukee to Brookfield. You can hear the traffic going by. There's a little bit of a breeze out. 39 degrees on this February evening. I wonder how much longer on the overpasses those touching displays of other squad cars and fire department trucks will be on those overpasses with their lights going in support. Live shot at the uh, the Hone Bridge, which Debbie mentioned is lit in blue. Traffic flowing over the Hone, lit in blue. Support for blue. Officers often refer to themselves as blue. Back the blue you see on flags and banners. The Hone lit in blue. A contrast to the blue and red lights of the stream of squad cars, which we continue to see rolling down Capitol Drive towards the Krause Funeral Home, which is at like 216th and Capitol. First getting close to making its way to that funeral home where it will make a right turn into the parking lot, followed by dozens and dozens and dozens of squad cars from throughout southeast Wisconsin. You can see people, so they are heading west on Capitol. You can see squads heading east, continuing to slow down to pay their respects. Do you want to see this moment in history? See lots of average civilians standing beside their cars. I think the procession has reached the Krause Funeral Home. The motorcycle police officers are turning right into the parking lot for the Krause Funeral Home. It's a big modern funeral home with a lot of parking. Motorcycle cops lead the way two by two by two with their flashing lights and their clean black helmets. The boots, the leather jackets, the motorcycle police officers turn into the lot, the roar of their motorcycles, followed by one, two, three, four, five, six, at least, vehicles with their lights flashing, squad cars, and now the hearse turns into the Krause Funeral Home. A big silver hearse, two American flags, one on each bumper on the front, now rolls into the parking lot. It will curve around the parking lot, past some mounds of snow, that have been piled up from snow removal. Folks standing in the parking lot wanting to pay their respects. A breeze has picked up on this February night. American flags, Wisconsin flag, flapping in the breeze at the Krause Funeral Home on flagpoles that are illuminated. As people stand in the parking lot, waving, taking pictures, capturing this moment, this unfortunate moment in history. The procession just arrived here at Krause Funeral Home now. The vehicles are beginning to roll into the parking lot. So the police escort, including the motorcycles, will drive towards the main building, which is beautifully illuminated. And those vehicles will continue to almost circle the building, and they will exit. The hearse has now arrived in front of the building. It is now turning into the circular drive, and it will pull up right under the nice overhang that's there at the funeral home. It is the only vehicle that will pull under the overhang. It is now coming to a stop right at the front door to the funeral home. The other vehicles, police vehicles, have now proceeded to make a loop through the parking lot, and they are leaving. The funeral home is illuminated with lanterns and lights, and there are funeral service personnel there. 
an honor guard will get out here and make sure that he is escorted and transported into the funeral home. The driver of the hearse has now made his way to the back of the hearse. The honor guard, white gloves, shined shoes, the braided honor guard tabs on their right and left shoulder as they approach the hearse. Honor guard with the shiny white hats approaching the hearse along with uniformed officers in standard uniform. Doors are still closed to the funeral home. We can see the funeral staff inside. And the honor guard begins to assemble at the back of the hearse. This as more vehicles from several jurisdictions continue to file into the parking lot as part of the escort, and they will circle through the parking lot. So the silver hearse is parked at the entrance to the funeral home. The reflection of police vehicle emergency lights flashing red and blue off the shiny silver of the hearse. As dozens of officers now begin to assemble near the entrance to the funeral home, some to pay their respects, some to carry Officer Jerving into the funeral home, the Krause Funeral Home in Brookfield. We've all been to funerals. We've all been to funerals probably at night. This is unlike any of them with the red and blue flashing lights illuminating the building and bouncing off the cream-colored stone of the building. They will wait until the family is in place if the family decides, and this can work one of two ways. The family can decide to be there to see the, the, the calves get carried in, or they can decide not to. It's gone both ways in the past. So they will wait until... Folks are assembled, and then they will bring Officer Jerving into the funeral home where he will be honored and guarded until his funeral takes place. Not one single person there or in the city expected the day to go like this or the day to end like this. The Milwaukee Police Department put out a statement earlier today saying, this is a terrible day for our city and we are hurting. An officer got ready to go to work last night to protect our community and paid the ultimate sacrifice. MPD sends our deepest sympathies to our officer's family and everyone that was impacted by this heinous act of violence. The family has now made their way to the hearse. Multiple generations of the Jerving family. They're hugging. They're holding each other. Tears are flowing. Just very light jackets on a pretty mild February night. As they stand between the hearse and the doors to the funeral home, the honor guard assembling at the back of the hearse. They will walk past the family into the funeral home. Uniformed and plainclothes officers now making their way toward the hearse as the family stands. Truly arm in arm, supporting each other. It's heartbreaking. The picture is absolutely heartbreaking as you stand and watch the family standing by the hearse. Many of them, I'm sure, got the call in the middle of the night that would turn this day into one of the worst days of their life. And now they stand facing the hearse and facing on the other side of the hearse, the honor guard who begins to assemble, and they will carry Officer Jerving into the funeral home. So there are officers that are facing the funeral home doors. There are about 10 Honor Guard officers. Then there's the hearse. Back is still closed. And on the other side of the hearse, there's the Jerving family looking towards the cameras as they cling to each other, undoubtedly wishing that this day would just end. Honor Guard is assembled with the yellow patches on the shoulder, the, the famous braided knots that they wear on the other shoulder. As the procession is now, uh, for the most part, off of Capitol Drive. An emotional moment for the community, for sure. I see U.S. Marshals, I see agents from the DEA, agents from the FBI, SWAT team is represented, motorcycle cops in their shiny black helmets and boots, 
undercover officers with bulletproof vests and not much else. The standard issue of the Milwaukee Police Department officers, some who probably worked a shift today and then came to do this. Others that will undoubtedly go on to a shift tonight after doing this. The show of support is absolutely remarkable. So the folks that were in the procession have now parked their vehicles and made their way towards the funeral home, made their way towards the door. So many officers that from where the cameras are, you can no longer see the hearse. You can no longer see the family. Just rows and rows and rows of police officers. Some dressed in their black dress uniforms, some dressed in their black overcoats. All here to pay respects. The hearse door has now been opened in the back. The honor guard standing at attention. White gloves, shiny black shoes, the navy black and blue dress uniforms. The funeral home now moving the casket, the flag-draped casket of Peter Jerving out of the back of the hearse. The honor guard steps forward. Three officers on each side, one at the head of the casket, the family to the left of the casket. And I'll turn the casket and they will walk it solemnly and respectfully into the funeral home. move forward with the casket they walk right past the family you can hear the color guard honor and salute in the background all the officers salute as officer Jerving is carried into the funeral home family follows the casket we do not know the funeral arrangements you can stay tuned at WTMJ.com and you will uh, you will get that detail as we get it all hands salute is rested. The salute is rested, and Peter Jerving has now been taken into the Krause Funeral Home. The officers exhales of relief, a day they never wish they had to, to deal with. A little bit of tears, a lot of relief that this is done. The honor guard is inside. Everybody begins to disperse. Lots of hugs, lots of encouragement, lots of very, very sad feelings on this powerful day. Wyatt Barmarpooley has joined us in the studio, and he was at the medical examiner's office. Um, nice job out there today. Not an easy assignment. When people ask you to describe what the most powerful thing you saw was out there today, what will you tell them? I think it is what I think a lot of people will say. It was the emotion on the face of the Jerving family. I saw them as they came out from uh, the hearse up the dock steps to their vehicles to join the procession, and as... I'm sure we'll see in a lot in the days to come. It was just the raw emotion on their faces. And as well, the officers who were standing by at attention while the hearse was rolled out, even though they were more stoic and less expressive, the emotion was clear on all their faces. You spoke of the silence earlier. And even among the Jervering family who were freely expressing emotion, it was just the wind. It was powerful indeed. All right, we're going to take a break here. We will come back and kind of recap where we are and what we know. You're listening to live coverage, the procession for Peter Jerving, killed in the line of duty, Milwaukee police officer. This is WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. You're listening to continuing coverage for Officer Peter Jerving who was shot and killed, 37-year-old, shot and killed about 1 o'clock this morning. His procession has now arrived at the Krause Funeral Home in Brookfield. Ironically, it was uh, about four years ago exactly that Matthew Rittner was brought to the same funeral home in Brookfield. Um, Wyatt Barmarpooley was out and about today. I want to ask you about a couple things, Wyatt. First, you were at the memorial service, which is growing, by the way, as we speak at 4th District Headquarters on Silver Spring. I was. I spoke to Donna Gersh, who is a former. Uh, she was a former dispatcher with the Milwaukee Fire Department, who said uh, said the same thing you did. She recalled it nearly being to the day of Matthew Rittner's uh, death four years ago, and that she was one of a number of people who came and laid flowers on the hood of a MPD squad car, a flag 
dra- draped over the hood as well. I saw what I imagined to be one of Officer Peter Driving's colleagues from District 4, if that is where he worked. Somebody had a, with a Milwaukee Police Department sweatshirt with four on the back, him and his wife there. He was visibly emotional, taking a number of minutes at the memorial to, with his head bowed to pay respect. Did you see officers from several different jurisdictions when you were at the Emmy's office? Could you tell? I could not tell, but from the number of officers and the variety of just types of uniforms, I have to imagine it was everybody from everywhere. Uh, You did a great job. Thanks for being out there. Thanks, John. Um, We're going to step aside and take one more break. Then we're going to kind of recap what we saw today, where we're at, get you set for a little bit of WTMJ nights. Uh, We'll do that up next on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. An extended version of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. We're glad you're with us on this Tuesday afternoon. A tough day. An important day, but a very tough day. Milwaukee Police Officer Peter Jerving was shot and killed about 1 o'clock this morning. He um, died at a local hospital, then was taken to the medical examiner's office, and now he is at the Krause Funeral Home in Brookfield as a procession with uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of police cars, blue and red lights flashing, has now escorted him to the funeral home where he will lie with a honor guard unfortunately we've been here before it doesn't make today any easier i'm proud of our community because in moments like this we come together and we show respect and we show up and they're not in easy days i hope we never ever have to do this again but i'm, I'm proud of our community and the way they show up uh, the, the outpouring of support with all the lights and the it, it, it looked eerie that 94 West was just shut down. We couldn't see a vehicle until we saw the procession, the first vehicle in the procession, that motorcycle flashing its lights, no sound. I can only imagine what it was like on 94 the opposite way and on 4145 watching that go by. Uh, It was an awesome sign of support and a very troubling day. And, John, I think you put it best. You know, Some of these officers who were in attendance, part of the procession, now they just go and work. Yeah. Right? I just, okay, now my shift starts, and I have to do what Peter Jerving was doing, try and protect and serve. And be on your game. I, was I just can't imagine. One, I was texting with one who told me that he's working thirds tonight, mm. and he was at the stuff today, and now he's grabbing dinner, and then he's going into work, trying to put this behind him and focus on keeping the rest of us safe. I'm going home and having dinner, too. And then I'm watching Netflix. These guys are going to be on the street making sure that you and I can sleep okay tonight. And it, it almost it literally makes me cry. It's, it's powerful and unfortunate, and we are blessed to live in a community where we have law enforcement. There have been several moments today where either my scalp has tingled or my eyes have welled up. There's been a lot of profound moments of watching people come together and support each other. Um, also, the sadness and distress of this happening again in our community for the fifth time and five years uh but to see everybody pull together and uh john and greg and i've been monitoring different camera feeds and it was such a cathartic strange feeling when all of those rows of police officers who were standing straight and firm at salute as the casket went into krause funeral home in brookfield and the way the camera was set up they all turned around like an about face, dropped their shoulders, and you could just see the sighs of relief mm. and the tears. And it was just this, whoa, this breath, yeah. this weight, because this whole day since we woke up this morning has been this anguish and this situation. So we're talking about how things go on. This press release just popped into our inbox right now. This afternoon at 445, there was a shooting in Milwaukee, a 13-year-old Juvenile has been shot and has very serious industry injuries. So, and there are cops that are they're attending to that, that are investigating that. All right. For the latest, you can always go to WTMJ.com or check out the WTMJ mobile app.